Hi, all. I'm Dan Smakerod, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum. Today is Thursday, November 3rd, 2022, and you're watching WGAN-TV Live at 5. We have a super awesome geeky show today for Matterport service providers, Matterport, Matterpack, and E57 file, a comparison of the Matterport Pro 3 camera versus the Matterport Pro 2 camera versus the Leica BLK360 camera. And here to talk to us about this topic is Robotic Imaging co-founder and CEO, Mike Chihuahua. Hey, Mike. Good to hey, see Dan. you. Thanks for being on the show again. Thanks. Excited to be back. Uh, uh, thank you. I, and I know we have absolutely the right subject matter expert for today's show. Um, uh, Mike, before we even jump in, how about telling us about robotic imaging? Yeah, so um, robotic imaging, we started as like a virtual tour drone provider uh, for real estate, quickly transitioned to commercial real estate, and uh, people started needing accurate dimensions. And so we've messed with the sensors and upper accuracy, um, you know, starting with, you know, virtual tour information, we've begun to stack other digital twin information with LiDAR systems. And so we were really excited when the Pro 3 uh, got into that LiDAR data that we could, you know, start to use and combine and uh, give our clients a better remote picture of the site without them being there. Um, so give me a kind of a, a, an overview of the kinds of gear that you're using to do your scanning. So uh, when we... When we approach um, uh, the building industry, which is composed of the architects, engineers, construction um, uh, owners, and developers, uh, we'll always uh, give them visual information, which will be in the form of Matterport and then uh, aerial drone. And then we'll use uh, Leica Geo Systems to go and get that millimeter uh, or a quarter inch drawing accuracy across the entire site. Uh, so we'll use the RTC 360s, BLK 360s, uh, the P series, P40, P50s. Um, and then we'll always deliver that, that visual information as a separate data set. So um, they can get a good picture of, of the existing, existing conditions. So for our Matterport service providers who are familiar with the Matterport Pro 2 camera, now the Matterport Pro 3 camera, some of those uh, Leica scanners that you were talking about are really $20,000 to $60,000 scanners? Yeah, so the, the uh, BLK is at the entry LiDAR sensor, or, or it was really the entry LiDAR sensor to just really understand uh, that data, the least accurate of the laser scanners that we have and the market really has. Um, so that's about 20,000 is the BLK 360. Uh, RTC 360 is about 80 new. And, um, and then we got the P series, you can get those for around 100, 140 now. Uh, and then P50 is around like 150,000. So um, so yeah, so it's a, it's a variety of scanning scanners, and you know it's all about you know getting them on site and using them uh, to be able to pay for those. So yes, awesome. And I uh, you mentioned that you're working with architects, engineers, the construction professionals. Are there other other categories of uh, clients that you're working with? Uh, we've seen some. So it's really been that uh, uh, real estate development. And that's like the core five for us, which I'll, I'll name them against architects, engineers, construction firms, uh, owners and developers. Um, and so um, we've seen uh, some movement in the video game space, you know, so the Matterport Panospheres uh, and that color data that produces now, um, you can treat that as an OBJ file into Unity uh, and Unreal Engine. So we've seen some uh, video game creators that would be really, really interested in speeding up their design process. But it's the same thing as uh, architectural designers as it would be like a video game designer. You know, we give them the background existing conditions for them to uh, speed up their production. Awesome. And uh, since the time that you got started five years ago uh, with a Matterport camera, uh, ha uh, how many team members have you grown to in terms of uh, employees? Yeah, so we have about 10 employees now. Um, and then... Uh, a variety of 1099s across the nation that help us capture and collect the data that in our standard formats. Um, so about the 10W2s uh, and independent contractors that work with us, and we're always looking to expand the team. And if someone's good at, you know, photogrammetry or drone stitching or any of those things, like we're looking to add, uh, you know, partners. So that that's awesome. So um, <clears throat> if someone was interested in a scan, uh, anywhere in the United States or around the globe, uh, they could get in touch with robotic imaging and uh, 
you'll you'll take care of one order multiple markets yeah absolutely and um and if and you know if, if you're in uh anywhere in the u.s you know we'd love to add you to our uh directory to know that you can capture that information um you know in in those certain regions um and then what cameras you have so it's all about identifying you know what sensors are where and if that person's qualified to uh, handle the data capture and data standards. All right, cool. So uh, those interested, whether it's to order a scan or to be a potential service provider for robotic imaging, go to uh, www.roboticimaging.com. Yep, thanks, Dan. Yes, awesome. So, uh, and, and again, before we even jump into this super geeky topic of uh, E57 files, uh, matter packs, um, I, I tell, uh, tell us about your experience, your first impressions with the Matterport Pro 3 camera. Yeah, so, um, so we love it. We're used to being on site, you know, twice as long, maybe three times as long in some of the industrial commercial environments that, uh, that we try to get the Matterport Pro 2 to pick, pick up on. And so um, uh, we like the speed of capture of it. Um, another big thing when we're doing commercial and industrial properties is when you get to the end of a building and you go up and down the stairwells, uh, it's usually way off on the Pro 2. And so this, like, it just helps you align. You're, you're going to still see some discrepancy in the data just ha- as you would with the Pro 2, it just be less of it. Uh, less um, scan misalignments, and um, and then the exterior is is also a, a big plus that we've you know we've just been doing the 360 slideshow um, data with the dr- exterior drone photos, and so having that all in one you know saves us time on the post post processing end too to not have to set up all those 360s and, and align them. So uh, it really like from the commercial real estate um, realm, we've seen that being a big plus, if not in like a whole new product. Uh, that we're giving them with that exterior data. So uh, is, is there a way to kind of take off what the highlights are of the things you love about it? Yeah, uh, so again, like speed of capture, um, scan alignment, it's pretty much automatic. And then the exterior, those three are, are uh, big for us. And we're definitely looking to buy more of them. And um, we're looking to hold the Pro 2s, especially with the classic plan. Um, and so, uh, you know, we still see that like beneficial and, you know, they might just need some maintenance uh, here and there, getting the sensors adjusted. Okay, um, so just for our community that may not be familiar with uh, Matterport Classic pricing, that would have been the pricing as of 2019 and previous, and there are a number of uh, Matterport service providers that have that plan. Uh, worth pointing out that that Matterport Classic plan does not work with the Matterport Pro 3 camera, so that meant that you had to add a Matterport uh cloud account with current pricing. Yep, absolutely. Yep. And, you know, it's worth it. Clients will pay for it. And, you know, you're hosting a website. So it's, you know, something that you could justify. Okay. So uh, you mentioned outdoors. Obviously, that couldn't be done with the the Pro 2. And uh, in fact, we, we did a show, WGA and TV Live at 5 show, uh, this time last year, titled uh, Matterport plus Leica BLK 360, 20 questions and answers. Uh, uh, you, uh, our audience can find that show by going to the We Get Around Network forum, wganforum.com and search for uh, uh, WGAN BLK360 in the search bar and you'll pop up this, uh, the, this show. Awesome show. But I think at that time, what you were talking about it was with the Pro 2, you couldn't go outside uh, so you were using the 20,000 plus like a BLK 360 as, as a way to do outside uh, scan, uh, outdoor elevations as an example. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and then, um, you know, if you're, if you're using the BLK 360, you don't want Matterport's algorithm to touch that at all. Uh, you kind of want to isolate that data, that LIDAR information, if you're going to be doing exterior elevations. So now that you have the Pro 3, does it make the BLK 360 irrelevant for you? No. Um, if, if we're not concerned about measurements, if we're just like, concerned about the virtual tour and creating that virtual tour, it absolutely dwarfs the speed of, of that capture. So it makes the BLK 360 irrelevant if you're trying to build a comprehensive uh, virtual tour uh, for sure. Um, but as far as measurements go, um, you're not going to want to uh, you know, deliver that to the building industry. Um, 
really, really at all uh, with the Matterport stuff. What, what you can do and what we've been doing with the Matterport Pro 3, say you're approaching an owner developer that doesn't have that architect, engineer, or construction firm lined up. They're really just trying to shop interest on who's going to take over that conversion. Um, you can order the Matterport plans or you can do, uh, we, we would draft from the matter packs and just do very basic concept plans. Um, if Matterport doesn't do that 25,000 square foot cap, uh, you know, so, um, so we can draft, uh, you know, walls, columns, floors, doors, uh, windows, really basic stuff uh, in that matter pack and just let them know that's LOD 100. And that's like the uh, conceptual floor plans. Okay. So uh, for the purpose of our show, let, let's assume our audience are Matterport service providers. And so if you say LOD, we need to say level of detail and then please explain what that means and how does that compare? Basically, when we say LOD, uh, which is level of detail or level of development um, in the model, that means that uh, geometries are irrelevant necessarily. They're conceptual. Basically, you could treat LOD 100 as sketches. Um, and then when you get into LOD 200, that's where the geometries are taken seriously. The level of development, level of detail in the model uh, is going to be ready for the other trades. And so... Is that going to be at the 200 level with the Leica BLK 360? Exactly. So to get to that geometric LOD 200 level, uh, LIDAR and or survey control uh, will have to be applied. Um, but it's a good first step because um, if you're doing architectural existing conditions drafting, you want that virtual tour capture anyway. So when you go out for that second site visit and the project's moving along, then you bring the LIDAR out and that's the only camera uh, you'll need because you already have that virtual tour. It's good for... Um, you know, people just get not even even if you need some some basic basic takeoffs um you know you could shop that virtual tour link around you know just let them know that there's um no measurements associated with it but they can do you know basic layout well this is interesting because i i guess my first impressions from from talking with a number of matterport service providers that have purchased the the pro 3 uh, for their clients, and their, their clients may be different th than yours. Your your clients really are uh, architects, engineers, people in the construction space, the AEC space, uh, built. Excuse me, builders. Uh, you mentioned a fifth category being. Um, uh, that's the owners, and the owners could be developers sometimes. Okay, uh, so we have both the builder. Builder could be an owner, and then separately we could have owners of buildings that are seeking uh robotic imaging solutions in order perhaps to request um quotes from potential vendors right mm -hmm. and uh so, yeah I, i'm sorry yeah just like um and, and just stressing that like um we're all existing conditions phase and so uh what it is and during that snapshot in time just like a lot of the other uh providers in your network dan and so it's um uh, just, you know, just clarifying uh, and communicating with that owner developer who's hiring you or architect is, is that, you know, the data that you're giving them is, is shooting at that certain accuracy spec, then it's being used for that use case that after you've talked to them about what they need it for. Yeah. So that, oh, this is, gosh, I don't know where to begin, Mike. So many questions uh, that, that every time you say something, it's so exciting and I don't want to just either probe, probe uh, deeper or to help clarify for our audience. Uh, so as I was uh, saying, uh, talking to other Matterport service providers uh, where they're describing the, uh, the scan data, the level of detail being good enough for their existing clients and, uh, and in their view, even potential clients. And I'm thinking, well, you know, Matterport developed its internal capture services on demand team. And I'm thinking, well, they... they they would weigh in on is the LIDAR scanner of the Pro 3 good enough for the vast majority of the kinds of clients they're scanning. So is, is this one where you would just, we, we, there's a, we beg to differ to, to say, no, the people in the AEC space really need a level of detail that exceeds Pro 3. We're using high-end scanners for that, but the Pro 3 is just good, good enough for uh, scanning faster, doing outdoors, high ceilings, uh, but that's about capturing that dollhouse view. And yeah, I, I would say you definitely don't want to just use that data uh, for any type of drawing, um, unless you're like you're you're piecing in. Say you forgot to laser scan a closet or like a small bathroom, 
uh, that data could come in handy where you export that. And it's really asking the client what the goal is of the project and what they need to measure uh, and what they expect to use the drawings for. Because if they say to you, they're planning on using it as like the foundation for their entire project and they're going to be creating all their shop drawings and, you know, how to build the Lego set, essentially. Um, it's got to be like super accurate. And that's what uh, you got to live and die over. But, you know, the Matterport, you know, if we don't, if we go and scan something and create drawings and we don't have a Matterport of that, people are, you know, pretty upset. <laughs> you know, they always want that visual uh, data and they always want it to look like it's put together well. And that's what where the Pro 3 comes in, where it just, it looks like it is like a comprehensive model, but you still, you don't want to be tracing from it. So, uh, so Mike, does that mean you're shooting some spaces twice now? Once with Matterport to create a walk around experience for a client, and then another with a high end point cloud scan for construction drawings? Exactly. Yeah. So, always two systems on site and two data sets. And I guess the third for us would be that uh, that drone data, but. Um, we'll always scan the same pattern with the Matterport as we do with the laser scanners and then separate those data sets. Um, and, uh, and that's how, you know, we are confident in the accuracies when we deliver. I, I think that's actually awesome because I think that now leads us to trying to understand maybe if, if we begin with Matterport Matterpack is, is if you could actually show us and tell us the difference between a Matterport Matter Pack that was shot with a Matterport Pro 3 camera versus a Matterport Pro 2 camera versus a Leica BLK 360 scanner. Yeah, sure. So um, I guess we'll start with, um, and these are gonna be different different sites, but we'll start with um, just looking at the Matterport uh, Pro 3 point cloud. And this is the E57. Can you see my screen okay, Dan? Yeah, okay. So we're going to first switch to Matterport. Uh, Pro 3. Matterport Pro 3 camera looking at the E57 file. Let me just pause there for a second, Mike. Is, okay. Is I, I, for Matterport service providers who are buying a Pro 3, this is this may be a big reach to say, hey, I you know I know what scanning is, and all of a sudden you're showing me this data thing. What is that? Where do you get that? So in in my Matterport in the your cloud account, uh, there are add-ons that you can buy, and uh, uh, thank you. And so when you go into my Matterport, go to add-ons, then go to E57 file then go to uh, purchase. And it looks like you've already purchased this particular file for this particular mm -hmm. model. So it's actually displaying download as opposed to buy now. Uh, but right. had had Mike called up a, a model, there we go, that you can see there's the purchase price for an, an E57 file. Now, once you purchase it, then you go get the file. And then we're back to Mike's screen showing us uh, the E57 file in, in which, and in which program are you viewing the, uh, uh, we, and we so, just, I'm sorry, we don't see your screen. We see the, my Matterport. Yep. Thank you. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. So this is recap Autodesk recap. And so if you have AutoCAD or Revit or like the AEC collection, uh, through Autodesk, it usually comes with recap, um, recap pros, great recap standards. Good. But this is, um, you can think of recap as the point cloud portal and file size manipulation uh, software to get it uh, into Revit and AutoCAD. So again, be, before we lose half our audience for, our, mm -hmm. for the purpose of our, our Matterport service providers, it's not necessary for you to buy this software. It's not necessary for you to ever look at this file. All we're trying to do today is to help you understand what the difference is between a Matterport matter pack an E57 file and the ones that were created either with a Pro 3 or Pro 2 or BLK3, BLK360 so that when your client tells you they want uh, a specific kind of file, you'll just have some sense of what it is, what is it, and then perhaps what they're doing with it. And that way you'll also help keep you out of a pickle where you go scan a space with a Matterport Pro 3 
camera only to find out that the level of detail is not sufficient for the use case that that client has. Am I doing okay on that, Mike? Absolutely. Yeah, it's all about uh, understanding your accuracy specifications on the scanner you're using. Um, and then um, for this one, it was it was the accurate or the um, use case we were talking about earlier, Dan. So basically, um, you know, here's your Matterport photospheres here. And, um, you know, this is all Matterport Pro 3 uh, scan data and photospheres. But you could see, you know, when you're when you're looking at your lines in Revit or Autodesk or AutoCAD or whatever 3D modeling or 2D drafting software you're using, you know, your your accuracy on the, the edge of this building is, uh, you know, it's probably six inches to a foot off. Um, so elevations with the Matterport, um, you're not really going to get uh, good data there. On the interior, and we can look at, uh, you know, this 3D point cloud oh, and get a little closer. Um, I mean, so if, if your goal, you know, with the Matterport Pro 3 and your BIM modeling is to just count doors, windows, beams, trusses, um, you know, egress, garages, like if, if, if your goal is just to count and that's why you're BIM modeling it, then I, I could see that being like a worthy application. But if you're trying to understand the true square footage of this building, because it's going to going to be like you know debated for sale, uh, that's where you need to get the lidar information. And if it's if it's rough and and you know you communicate clearly to the client that you don't uh, you know need it super accurate, um, you know the Matterport Pro Three could be really good. It's the fastest and and really the most cost effective uh, solution because a lot of the times you know for you to get a lidar sensor out, this is 150,000 square foot. Um, a series of buildings here uh, combined, you know, to get, you know, quarter inch accuracy in your drawings, it would just need to be LIDAR scanned to get this entire campus. When you say LIDAR, Matter, Matterport Pro 3 camera is a LIDAR scanner, but you're really using the word LIDAR as a shorthand for a 20,000, <laughs> 40,000, $60,000, $80,000 scanner that has a much higher level of detail, much higher level of accuracy. Yeah. Correct, correct okay. Dan, yeah. So on, on this particular uh, E57 file that was shot with a Matterport Pro 3 camera, is it possible to show a side-by-side-by-side -by -side -by -side with a Pro 2, uh, even if it's a different building or a BLK360? Yeah, so- say, Oh, what, what does it look like if it's better? because it's a BLK360 scanner, or what does it look like with a Pro 2, which uh, we probably won't even spend too much time on, because I, I think you'd probably just eliminate the Pro 2. Yeah, let me, find, um, this, let me find a Pro 2 point cloud here. Yeah, so, so in, in, in fact, uh, oh, you found one already, okay. Yeah, so this is like, you know, here's the exterior Pro 2 uh, point cloud scan. Um, you know, this is when the sunlight was, available here or there was no sunlight here so we we're able to get like this exterior uh, pad and then um let me jump into the inside here but you can see um you know your accuracy here is is if, if if the purpose is to count that's good but the size of the pixels here in the point cloud are are fairly big you know i haven't got a ton of experience pro 2 versus pro 3 yet um but um but similar data set you know, very, very similar data set. It's just, like, like I was saying earlier, the big benefits of the Pro 3 uh, versus the Pro 2 would be, you know, the alignment errors you get are pretty much gone. The speed of captures two to three times. Um, and then um, you can scan outside with it and clients are much happier with it. They think it's a whole new deliverable. Uh, it are, seems. Are, are, are we, what, what program are we in looking at this? Um, this is... Um, Voxler, it's a, it's a point cloud software uh, for ho hosting point clouds online. I'm sorry, again, please. Voxler. Voxler. Okay. So, um, I, I, you know, I, I really don't want to spend too much time on the Pro 2. In, 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 in fact, uh, let me just see if I can say this, Mike, and then mm -hmm. maybe just correct me if I'm wrong. You know, maybe at some point the Pro 2 was relevant for scan data, but it would have probably been limited to indoor spaces only, absolutely only indoor, mm -hmm. and probably smaller spaces. Uh, 
10,000 square feet or less, maybe a little bit bigger than that. But now that there's a Matterport Pro 3 camera where the level of detail is better than the Pro 2, and you can scan outside, and you can get high ceilings, and you can do large spaces, and you can do large open spaces, mm-hmm. it really make the, the Matterport Pro 3 camera really makes the Matterport Pro 2 camera irrelevant. And anyone that was looking for a low-end scan of the data is really going to immediately dismiss the Matterport Pro 2 camera versus finding a Matterport service provider that has a Matterport Pro 3 camera. I still think both are pretty valuable. Um, okay. It, it, but like, um, yeah, I, th- I think I, it's um, it's still a 6000 to $8,000 you know, unit. So like the economics the, to have the, it. The, the Matterport Pro 3 camera is 6000 to 8000 The 8000 being comes with the bells and whistles of a kit mm-hmm. with some other things bundled in it. Um, but if you were buying a, a, a Matterport camera today for the purpose of scan data, I, I think it's reasonable to say you'd immediately d- dismiss the Pro 2 because it can't it can't collect scan data outside in any practical right. way. And commercial, industrial, uh, for sure, you know, um, or mixed mixed use properties, you know, you'll find yourself with the same amount of scans on a 50,000 square foot as you would a 10,000 square foot mixed use. So like, yeah, it's just like a, a, it's a huge uh, pain reliever to not have to battle the Matterport Pro 2, you know? Yeah, the- so I, I think really for our conversation to, today about the Matter Pack and the E57 file, it's probably helpful to the community to really understand maybe when would I use a six or $8,000 Matterport Pro 3 camera versus when I would use a Leica BLK 360 s- scanner. And, and then we, I just need to, I'm going to, then I'm going to ask you to please demo and discuss that. But I, I want to add one yeah. more qualification there is the, the, when we talk about a BLK 360 paired with Matterport, we're really talking about the first generation like a BLK 360 scanner because as far as i know matterport is not supporting the leica blk 360 second generation mm-hmm. as far as i know yep and i'm going to guess this is just me guessing that matterport will never support the leica blk 360 second generation because now they probably view it as a competitor to the Matterport Pro 3 camera, though I would probably disagree with that. I I still disagree with that too. I'm I'm, I'm with you. Uh, And I'll show you the difference in the LiDAR setup. So um, when you download the E57, like, so for this site, it was, it was crazy. We're pretty excited about it. Uh, When we downloaded this, it was 60 gigs. So we're like, oh my gosh, there's a ton of data here. And the the color data is is pretty impressive. but I'll show you the individual scan setups um, and, and what uh, we see when we isolate each individual scan location. So each scanner has its own accuracy uh, specifications, you know, by that one setup. Um, and, um, you know, so Matterport says it's shooting, uh, I think 20 meters uh, plus or minus 10 millimeters or 20 feet plus or minus 10 millimeters. It's something like that. Um, and then BLK, you know, has a similar gauge where we'll shoot 20 meters plus or minus uh, five to six millimeters. And so, um, when we're looking at BLK data, we're definitely able to put it together, especially on a site, uh, this big. Um, but when we isolate the individual Matterport setups and we try and bring those together, uh, in the software I'm going to show you right now called register 360, uh, you'll see, uh, the kind of, uh, discrepancies that we're looking at. So here's the same site. Um, and you take that E57 file, you open it up, and it will come into Register 360 as individual setups. And so you see your photospheres over here. And so those are good um, and really awesome, nice to see in Register 360. Um, For clarification, which scanner are we looking at? This is the Matterport Pro 3 still. Okay. So the photospheres are very impressive. Uh, they're better than 
most uh, really expensive laser scanners in this situation, if you see here. Um, but when you go and you put, you know, two of these scans together and you isolate them, you look at them. So here's one scan and here's another scan. And you try and put these together. Uh, let's see, where is it? Oh, you had it. You were real close. Like yes. Yep. yep. There you go. Is that right? Oh, here it is. Um, you know, so when you put these together, it's not this, it's not like the top down view that you see much discrepancy on, even though we will see some discrepancy here. And that's called registering. This is registration. Yep. And so, you know, we'll try and snuggle this up. And these look pretty good, but you can see here, you know, the distance between, you know, these two lines is really the tolerance you're working with. So I would say that's about two, three inches you know, just between these two setups that it might be off. And so when you look at the, the, the side view here, you try and line this up. You know, you're looking at, you know, this data over here and you could see that those, the, even just those two setups, uh, you know, you're dealing with some troublesome data here. So you know, I think this is probably the gutter. And then, um, you know, we can try and level this out here. But it's, uh, you know, the top down floor plan view, you're going to see, you know, decent data. It's when you get into your elevations that uh, you start to see this discrepancy where the point cloud is, is off here. And so you get it close, you try and render it and put it together. It's probably not going to let you. Uh, I haven't been able to connect. And then this is, this is like, you know, a lot of civil data here. It's not on the inside. And we, could, we can try and do this for some inside data, but it's going to tell us that um, it's not able to match because it's not finding enough overlap. Um, so we were excited, you know, you can break these into individual setups here. Um, but it's just, it's not going to uh, meet the accuracy specifications. Um, so in a, a plus, uh, another plus with the pro three would be just the photospheres and the visual data, but, uh, you're not going to get any like geometry. I don't think it's ever going to compete or it's not it, right now. It's not going to compete with the like a BLK one or two. Um, that's the 360 unit, not the, not the, the to go or to fly. Can you, can you show us the, uh, Matterport plus scanning with the BLK, uh, like a BLK 360 first generation? Yeah, I can show you some, let me find, find some BLK data right now. And so we just remember, remember what the, uh, the pro three point cloud looked like. So this is a combination. I think this is going to be BLK data up here. Say, yeah. So here's some built VLK 360 data, and so you can see, you know, these are these are two separate VLK 360 setups, and you can just see that the lines are much more finite. Um, we're not running any visual on here. This is all laser data, and then uh, when you're jumping to the elevation view, you can see it's much tighter surfaces. The lines are are thinner, and so. When we look at laser lines uh, and we're thinking about tolerance, the thinner and, and skinnier the, that line is, is, uh, is the better the data um, because the tolerance you know, between the two is the size of that line. So the thinner that line is, the better. We'll bring it together to just those two setups and we'll know that um, the absolute mean between those two scans is 3.7 millimeters. Um, so, you know, this room right here is the tolerance, you say, would be 3.7 uh, millimeters, which is like the width of a penny. Um, but yeah, that's the difference, you know, between the BLK, the raw BLK scan data and the Matterport data that we see. Um, and help me understand, we're looking at a, a E57 file that was done with Matterport Plus, like a BLK 360 first generation. No, so so uh, this is just BLK 360. This is an E57 file, um, but it's just BLK uh, 360 so, data. So so that that's what I wanted to ask about. Is is do you find that if you use the BLK 360 only for scanning? not for the photography and you use it only to export the file directly to uh, use in recap, if that's the, the program 
for example, mm-hmm. that the E57 file exported directly from the BLK360 is actually a better E57 file than if you were using the BLK plus Matterport together and then downloading the E57 for Matterport. Yeah, ab- absolutely. You're always going to want to keep Matterport uh, data and then uh, with that, the BLK360 data separate. You know, okay. if, if measurements are are, are the uh, uh, main goal. So, so I, I do have more questions. Is there is there something else that you wanted to show us on this immediate setup? Um, I don't think so. I mean, okay. we, can, we can keep moving. Okay. So I, I think with what, uh, so, so if you're a Matterport service provider and you've just been looking at these demos, you're, you are probably scratching your head and say, oh, I'm just really feeling overwhelmed. So let's see if, if we can like take this one step at a time. The first thing is that if you have a potential client and, and, you need to know what it is that they want to do with the scan data. So when would a Matterport Pro 3 scan data be an acceptable use case versus examples where it won't? And you've touched on some examples where you just said, no, you you can't use a Pro 3 to do that. So in the real estate um, industry, you know, as a whole, uh, Matterport, is by far the best visual platform for sales and leasing. Um, and, that, and then where it can you know, permeate the development process or say people are looking to buy the property or whatever like that would be that first level of BIM, that LLD 100 example where uh, the owner and say the, the developer and or you know, one or the other is trying to just figure out what to do with the space. They, don't, they haven't picked their architect yet. They haven't picked their GC yet. Uh, measurements aren't super important. GC being general contractor. General contractor, construction firms, um, and um, you know, they, they haven't picked those trades yet. And so that that's that's a good use case where you come in or get the project started with the visual information. Maybe they have some potential buyers. Um, maybe some are tire kickers. They just send them the virtual tour link, and uh, you have a more you know comprehensive uh, view of the property. But that's, is there is there any use case of the scan data from the Matterport Pro 3 camera in that first round? Right. And then you know so producing if it's under 25,000 square feet, you know producing 2D floor plans that are very basic and then you know in big writing, you know on there your disclaimer probably is that this is not a survey, uh, all measurements, you know similar to the Matterport disclaimer but you want to blow it up even more and let them know and then make sure that your terms are appropriate as well. Um, so like, so yeah, so, so to the, uh, conceptual floor plans, what we call them, uh, LOD 100 floor plans where geometries, uh, are semi irrelevant. So, uh, uh t- today in the, we get around network forum, uh, a, a member posts to say, Hey, I, I mostly do residential real estate. I recently got a Matterport pro three camera. I'm thinking that I might be able to go after small developers, builders, Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what advice would you give to that member regarding that Matterport Pro 3 and that specific category? Yeah, I think um, I think the Matterport Pro, you brought up a great point. I didn't think of this, um, but, you know, it's, it's you know, we were, we're two weeks with the camera, so we're still learning, you know, the applications that might make sense with the economics that this thing produces. And so um, a construction punch listing and progress reporting um, would be great, especially like, you know, say the house is just, you know, getting framed up. There's a lot of sunlight coming through. It might be really hard to do a pro two in that environment. Um, so you can do that. Every, everything from, uh, you know, the raw land, you know, to the stub up process, you know, where they're putting all their, their MEP up under, under the uh, slab. Mechanical, electrical, and plumbing. Yep. MEP. Um, and so, uh, so there's the construction of progress, similar to how people use drones and they do photo video and then a map on a weekly basis. Uh, the Pro 3, I think, is going to be opening up that realm a lot more where you can do, you know, large construction. So this this site uh, that I just, just showed you, 150,000 square foot campus, uh, 150,000 square foot interior campus was done one day uh, with the Pro 3. And so, like, giving people, like, a Pro 3 day rate might be interesting um, that we're exploring uh, where you can go out and, you know, people can treat you more like a subcontractor on a, on a traditional construction project where they know your day rate. You know, generally how much you're going to produce, you know, with that camera. Uh, and then you're going through and you're just checking make, and you're just scanning 
uh, the site so people remotely can walk through it and show um, you know, the rest of the team wh where the project is. So what I'm hearing like for a, a small builder, maybe residential construction, maybe small com commercial construction, that the, the Matterport Pro 3 camera opens up first outdoors. That means you could do the raw land you pointed out, even while they're framing the sunlight may be pouring in. So mm -hmm. that, now that opens up the opportunity for a Pro 3. Uh, we didn't really talk in this case about large because it may not be a large space. We haven't really talked about the, the ceiling heights, uh, but uh, the Pro 3 is going to get higher up. Uh, uh, I, I know um, in our last show, you, you talked about uh, the importance of being able to get the ceiling. Could you speak to a little bit about that? Uh, yeah. So um, uh, I, I guess like... Pictures, uh, yeah, I mean, um, I mean, so just like, just like getting through like a big site fast in an active construction environment um, is what the Pro 3 allows you to do. You know, uh, general contractors, people on work, you know, putting the nails in the walls, they're not going to be happy if you're not scanning, <laughs> if you're scanning the same spot over and over again, trying to get through uh, the active construction site. But as far as the ceilings go uh, with the Matterport, really, um, you're going to need more expensive LIDAR scanners to get ceiling data, um, you know, from what we've experienced for sure. Okay, so I, uh, we'll save that that topic because we move back to another category. But mm -hmm. if I stay on the, the small stuff, the uh, builder, small builder, residential builders, small commercial construction, uh, uh, if you're doing a renovation and you, and you want to capture it as an as-built, is the Pro 3 sufficient on a smaller space under 10,000? We're still testing it. Um... You know, and, and it would be like more of the closet and like small bathroom, maybe examples that were missed, like okay. where you can just really isolate that one uh, 20 foot radius area, maybe at the most. Um, but um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to you on that, Dan. We're still okay. testing it. So I think what I'm hearing, you're you're reluctant to use a Matterport Pro 3 camera for the purpose of doing an as-built that might be used yeah. for construction drawings to, to create uh, perhaps a BIM model or to create uh, drawings that might be used in construction because of the level of detail, the level of accuracy is just too far off in in the use cases that that. Uh, yeah, you're not going to get quarter inch. You're not going to get half inch accuracy. And when you say as built in construction, it's usually like an eighth of an inch. Eighth of an inch. Um, okay. And so, like, so it's just like it's not there yet, um, but definitely but I, important. But I did hear. I think that the that. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong here, but so far with the Pro 3, you've experienced fewer uh, um, alignment errors or just- Way less. Yeah, it's it's really like, it, it, it's changing the economics on what we can offer a virtual tour for uh, just because it covers, you know, way more ground. And you can scan faster. Yes. Yeah. I think it's like, it's definitely faster. You know, it's it's a different buzzer, but it's, um, uh, I think we're, we're getting like five to eight seconds faster than the Pro 2 um so, what does the buzzer mean or, or just how it spins you know like the matterport like spins a little differently it's definitely it's one consistent buzzer spin weed whacker you know sound but like so so when we time it it's been like five to eight seconds faster uh than the pro 2 so okay so the matterport pro 3 camera sounds like it uh, for marketing purposes, for flushing out the initial impressions of a property, for quickly scanning a space. Because I imagine, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're using these 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80,000 dollars scanners, the time it takes the buzz to rotate around is way more than a Matterport Pro 3 camera. Therefore, you're going to be on site way longer. Therefore, you have to charge right. much more. So yeah, really, agree. with the Matterport Pro 3 camera, you could get in there and the the owner or the builder, uh, the the property manager, whoever is marketing the property, obviously gets the the beauty of the Matterport uh, digital twin, the walk around experience, but also gets enough uh, can get that faster and get the scan data for the purpose of at least maybe roughing out two D floor plans. Uh, with with the appropriate disclaimers. Yeah, and it's all about what they can afford too. Um, at that 
point in the project lifecycle. So uh, if you can make that a first step, you know, get your foot in the door with just the visual information affordable, um, it's worth it to upsell the more expensive uh, measurements later. Okay, so 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 then what happens? Clients, uh, so your Matterport service provider, you, you you figured out how to get that first phase uh, mm-hmm. to help market the property to maybe get some initial uh, floor plans done, uh, and the client says, "Great, I I now need to get to a BIM model," and rather than sending in an army of uh, students with cameras and tape measures or laser measures to, I, I really want to have a model to begin with. Could you, could you do that? Can you give, do you have a data file? And then somehow you're going to have this thought about, well, I got this matter pack thing. Is that okay? I got this E57 file thing. Is that okay? I got these things that I can convert these files so that you can open it up in SketchUp or Revit, which a lot of people in the construction space are using and I think at that point you're going to say, "Oh, be careful!" Yeah, give me the, give me the, like, uh oh. What? Yeah, what camera did you use? And and um, and then the uh oh comes into play if, if if their goal is something other than that because you know it's there's a variety of, of stuff that builder, builders or uh, even like guys that are leasing the property will ask you like, um, if we put new steel in here, like, could you create a prefabrication model so they can order $50,000 worth of materials, you know, and then that's on you if it's not right. So, uh, so that's where that level of detail is so important. So right. I, I think the point of this conversation to say, hey, you're a Matterport service provider. You, you got this Matterport Pro 3 camera or the acceleration kit, the $8,000 version, version instead of the $6,000 version. But be careful because you, what is that? That's like a, um, you can, there's a lot of things that you can do with it, but be careful if someone, if their use case requires a level of detail, and this may be one of those things where you don't know what you don't know. Uh, Mike, do you, does robotic imaging provide consulting services to, to Matterport service providers that are like right there in that moment? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll team up on a project and you could sub us out uh, for any of that work to help uh, either generate the 3D models too. We, we have to say like we come in uh, a third or half the price of Matterport on the BIM modeling side that they offer on their website. And so um, so it's just... if, if, well, pause, if pause there for a moment and then I'll ask you to explain that. So yeah. I, again, for Matterport service providers, if you go into my Matterport, you go into the cloud account, you go into add-ons, and, and there'll be a, a little uh, add-on box that says BIM file. Okay, Mike, can you explain what that Matterport BIM file service is and then contrast that perhaps with robotic imaging version of that? So that's uh, uh, your BIM model probably in LOD 300 terms, which would be your walls, windows, floors, doors, ceilings. Um, and you know some of the components that you'd see in the model, and there's you know a list of items that classify LOD 100, 200, 300, 400, 500 BIM models. Um, and so it's all about the sensor that you're collecting the data with. And so if you're going to create a real BIM model, which is the building information model that construction firms jump in and use to coordinate their materials and, and their construction process, um, you just got to be careful with it. And and you got to make sure that you're shooting, um, you know, the right with the right sensor you know, to actually classify it as so. Okay. Um, but I pre- presumably, even if I have a Matterport Pro 3 camera, I can still order a, a BIM uh, file from Matterport. Uh, uh, what is it that I'm buying? And then why would I actually want to talk to robotic imaging instead? So if you want a BIM file that you can um, simply count the inventory of components in that property, you know, so you want to know how many windows there are. You want to know how many doors there are, and you want to, uh, you know, uh, plan to like to renovate it or, or, or refresh that space with new with new materials. That's that's good. Matterport's great for that. Just counting uh, what is there. Um, you would want to go through robotic imaging if accuracy is important, you know, and if you want to convert and, and take that Matterport data, uh, get another laser other laser file uh, to complement it, and um, and you know, create more accurate uh, drawings or, or models. 
So, but I, I presume robotic imaging offers the same BIM file service as Matterport, but I imagine that you charge less than what Matterport charges. Uh, we, 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 right now, yes. Um, but we'll see, you know, we'll see. Uh, we, when we do uh, any BIM files or drawings, we use laser files. Um, and that ah, would be so, like, okay. So again, laser, you're referring to much higher end uh, uh, LIDAR scanners than the Matterport Pro 3 LIDAR scanner. Correct. And, and therefore, uh, we may be comparing apples to oranges here. So uh, again, it comes back to the, the level of detail. What is the use case? And I, I think uh, just to maybe put a period and paragraph just in this little topic is to say, if this sounds like it's overwhelming, you uh, uh, call Mike, get in touch with Mike, uh, www.roboticimaging.com. This may be an opportunity to engage in uh, uh, robotic imaging, either for consulting services or to uh, pair up with you in order so that you don't lose that job because you got a trusted relationship client wants to do construction drawings once uh, an as-built, once to prepare their BIM model, re requires a higher level of scanner expertise, et cetera. That's where you have an opportunity to pair up with robotic imaging uh, to be a, essentially a sub, either a sub to you or some other arrangement that you work out with robotic imaging. Yeah, feel free to call the um, the office line or, or send us an email and, and um, uh, we've Happy to answer any questions and talk through any products you have, you know, with you and find out what the level of accuracy is. So, uh, so, you know, we, we've been, we've been talking about the difference between a Matterport Pro 3 camera versus these high-end scanners, LiDAR scanners. You mentioned at the, at the top of the show that you, that you, you love the Matterport Pro 3 camera and that you actually robotic imaging plans to buy yeah. More. Why do you plan to buy more if they don't do what it is that is your bread and butter day in, day out? Yeah. So so when it comes to our bread and butter day in, day out, um, it's always uh, your visual information data set that we separate. And it's our geometric files, uh, which is derived from uh, the higher end laser scanners. Um, and so um, we plan to, uh, since we'll, if we're going on site to do any project, we're always two technicians, one runs Matterport, one runs the geometric laser scanner files. And so we can get through properties faster with the laser scanners, you know, because we're storing all that data locally and then putting it together after the fact. So typically the Matterport would take twice as long. Now it's, you know, the Pro 3 and, and the laser scanner, you finish at the same exact time. Um, so just the efficiency on site. Um, and ah, so so just for clarification, when you're using a high-end scanner, you really are not you're not you're, first of all, it's not paired up with Matterport. You're just right. collecting uh, I want to say the point cloud. Yep. And you're just collecting the point the point cloud to uh, download when you get back to the office. Correct. So, so you have no overhead of, of, of the imaging, of capturing imaging. So for example, if you were using a Leica BLK360 uh, uh, paired with Matterport, you're capturing scan data plus imagery. Uh, now you've kind of separated the two and said, okay, well, for, for point clouds, we're gonna use the level of detail scanner that's required by the client by what their needs are. And we're going to use Matterport Pro 3 camera to capture the, the visual. Did you have a right. term? Did you have a term for that? Just visual, visual data visual. sets. Yep. A visual, visual, and geometry. A visual data, a visual data set. So mm -hmm. for your purpose now with the Matterport Pro 3 camera, uh, it lets you do uh, fast, fewer, if none, misalignment errors. Mm -hmm outdoors, large spaces, large open space. I, you know, maybe, you know, my, just to reminisce here a little bit, five years ago, you bought a Matterport Pro 2 camera, a Matterport Pro 1 camera. Pro 2, I, I, I got Pro 2, yeah. <laughs> Pro, a Matterport Pro 2 camera. And I want to say your first job was 100,000 square feet. It was, yeah, we were talking about that. And, and, um... and that didn't go particularly well with the Matterport Pro 2 which, which, which is probably a good thing. You know, you say sometimes, it well, it, it, I mean, cause your, your business totally evolved because of all the limitations of the, of the pro two to say, right. 
there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way. And, and fast forward to today and uh, 10 people, uh, employees of the company, all these high-end uh, scanners, your, your knowledge went from being a Matterport service provider with a Pro 2 to uh, boom, you're having these conversations that I can barely keep up with here about uh, about the true. data files and the data sets and the XYZ file and all, all, all that. So how how exciting uh, is that? And and so that Pro 3 camera uh, um, now lets you do the visual capture. Do, do you even have an estimate? You, I, I know you said you've only, your team, you, your team have only been using it for about two weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have any sense on a large space? Is it half the time? Is it... Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I think half the time, especially when you get into the bigger, bigger stuff, um, and you can really see that the the comparison. Yeah, give know, me an example. So um, let me let me pull up uh, the same file here. One second. I always think I'm in a molecular biology class or something when you <laughs> and we're playing a game of Go that went went awry. Yeah. Right. So, um, so here's that Pro 3 file. Like we were looking at the point cloud of it, but here's the hosted link. So let's give an example here. Well, that could not have been done with the Pro 2, right. except with the art, which is really a crazy thing to explain. <laughs> it is, you're painting. So um, oh, let's see. So this space right here, um, you know, to get from where I just was, all the way down to the end of this facility here, probably took 10 minutes, 10, 10 to 20 minutes, which would be an absolute nightmare uh, to do with the Pro 2. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, going, I'm going in a straight line here. I'm getting a good dollhouse. I, I mean, when I'm out in this open space here, it's hitting you know, the wall on each side, but, um, but you know, to get through this very, tr what would be a troublesome space for the pro two, uh, it just makes, you know, it's like the, it's like the perfect, uh, uh, the perfect camera for, um, yeah. for like a space I, like I, this. I'm, I'm going to even stop you right there. Cause I, yeah. I think that, you know, the big picture had that even been a, a warehouse and, and, and it was an empty warehouse and it was just maybe some pillars with a pro two, you, you probably couldn't have done it. You would have had misalignment errors. It would have taken a lot longer. Uh, uh, even if you tried to figure out some some way of dealing with the open space of targets of some sort, mm -hmm. uh, it would be difficult. Be three days probably, yeah. Not capture anything related to the ceiling in the warehouse. So it it, it sounds like for uh, for robotic imaging, it, the the Matterport Pro three camera is like, wow, this is awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're excited about it. We're looking to buy more and um, yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, we'll still do small residential houses where the pro two makes a lot of sense and uh, you know um, but anything exterior related, I mean, even on a residential house, you start showing them that out, outdoor data, they're going to be happy about it and they'll, they can understand the space more, you know, and then that's the thing with Matterport is that you just understand the space you get, you can get architects and you can get people to start thinking about like, what's possible with the space, because even if you're scanning the outside of it, they might, they could, they might be able to see a design, you know, on that LOD 100 conceptual level where it's just getting the ideas and, and shoppers going. Have you had uh, AEC architect kind of clients where you were just previously providing a, an XYZ point cloud? And then they said, well, Hey, how about this Matterport thing? Can you, can we, do you have some way of, can we do that too? I mean, yeah. did, did the business kind of evolve that all, all of a sudden there were people who you were just doing the visual and then they wanted the data and then there were people who just wanted the data, but now you could say, oh, would you like fries with that? Would you like the visual yeah. with that? So you now essentially get paid to scan the same space twice. Right. And for two different purposes. Right, yeah. And sometimes they'll be like, I don't want them at, they're budget conscious and they say, forget the drone, forget the Matterport, maybe come down a thousand bucks or something of that scan to BIM model uh, with the, and so sometimes people like this uh, example I'm showing you, they, this was just a virtual tour uh, for that LOZ 100 conceptual level. Uh, they don't know there's a, the, the anchor tenant here is moving out and they need to start shopping around, you know, what could potentially go in the space where they don't want to spend a, a ton of money on a, a full blown BIM model or anything like that. And they just want that, 
you know, perfect club uh, for that shot. So would you almost describe that as the one who's selling the space really has the use for the Pro Matterport Pro 3 camera, and the one who's buying the space really has the use of the LiDAR, the need for the higher end LiDAR data. That's a great point. Yeah, I I think so. I think that's, that's, and we'll we'll keep figuring it out and, and asking the questions and seeing, but definitely on the sales side, you know, there's people that will buy, uh, we've, we've done just Matterports for that will buy the property site on scene, you know, because of the virtual walkthrough and everything. And they're like, yep, it's perfect, you know. Um, and so, awesome. uh, yeah, that's it, Dan. Um, uh, uh, Mike, we've covered a lot of ground uh, on the Matterport Matter Pack E57 file, Pro 3 versus Pro 2 versus BLK360. Is there anything additional on this topic? Nothing that we're, we're just stoked to be in the industry and stoked to be part of we get around. You know, we're excited to keep locking arms with you, you know, this year. And if anyone has any questions, feel free to reach out to us or Dan, you know, uh, we're, we're an email away. So that's uh, robotic imaging, www.roboticimaging.com. Uh, Mike, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks so much, Dan. Thanks, everyone. We've been visiting today with Robotic Imaging co-founder and CEO, Mike Chihuahua. And uh, for uh, Mike in the greater Philadelphia area, um, Dan in the Atlanta area. And uh, you've been watching WGAN-TV live at five. (laughs) Thanks.